Hello, my friends. I know many of you are probably staring down the barrel of a long to-do list right now. So number one, thank you for being here. <laughs> I always appreciate it when you tune in and uh, and it gives me a sense of some community at a time of year when I need it too. So hello, I see you and, uh, and I am stretching my hand across the audio distance to give you a high five. Um, but I am excited that you're here today because I've got a really great conversation to share with you with Krista Marie Lynch. Krista is a photographer out in the Bay Area of California. Uh, she's also a podcaster. She's gonna, um, you're gonna want to check out her show after you listen to today's conversation. But she's here today to talk about burnout. And I know that like, uh, we've talked about burnout and we all hear about it and you're probably feeling it right now. So <laughs> maybe you don't want to hear about, you know, more about it. However, she has got such a great story to share about how burnout is not the like evil beast that we all kind of make it out to be. Sure, it can be uncomfortable. It can feel like uh, this isn't how I want to feel all the time. But what she has to share, especially toward to the end of today's conversation, is going to inspire you. It is going to give you something that you can do like right after you finish listening that um, is straight up fun and will not add to your list of to do's um, and will potentially help you reframe the, the negative pieces of burnout and those feelings in a way that you can build on. So uh, without any further ado, I'm going to let you listen in on our conversation. I know you're going to enjoy this one. And again, uh, high fives across the miles. You're going to get through this. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Krista, it is wonderful to have you on the show. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. How are you today? Thank you, Anami. I'm so happy to be here, doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I appreciate you being willing being, being willing to get up early and uh, and chat with me. Um, before we dive in, I uh, and I'm excited to talk today because I feel like what you have to share is going to be so meaningful to photographers at any time of year. But if they happen to be listening when this drops, this is super relevant to just about every single one of us. So I don't want to wait too long, but give us a little quick background on who you are, where you are, your kind of short journey as an entrepreneur. I know you have a long journey, but the short version of the story. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So my name is Krista. Um, I actually currently live in Northern California with my fiance and my two dogs, but I started my kind of journey as a business owner way back in the day in 2010 in Florida while I was still actually in college, finishing up college and working full time after I graduated. And so have been a wedding and a brand photographer um, since then. In 2014, I moved from Florida to California, kind of relocated, started my business again mm -hmm. in a new location. That was a whole journey 
journey in itself. Um, and then in the last 12 months, I would say is when I've really focused on, I started a podcast. So similar to you, started my podcasting journey, um, started coaching other women entrepreneurs, kind of found that my journey has just evolved from, I still do wedding and brand photography, but really love getting to coach other entrepreneurs that are kind of starting off in those beginning phases because I know what it feels like. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I know. And I feel like we're, we, it sounds like we started our businesses just about exactly exactly at the same time. And I do, I feel like there is an arc to every business, of course, but in the photographer's world, there um, you get to a point where, and people take it in different directions, but some of us, those of us who sort of enjoying, enjoy the teaching process and are probably the more organized sorts start to see these patterns. And as you're meeting other photographers, you're like, oh, I actually feel like I have something that would help you. I have something to share with you. So I love that. And I love your podcast. And um, and I know that our listeners are going to want to check that out as well. Um, and we'll talk about all of that as we go forward. But let's dive a little bit into your story as it pertains to today's topic, which is sort of burnout and getting through burnout and managing that and sort of keeping an eye on that. Because I feel like any of us who have been in business for longer than <laughs> kind of a short period of time will have at least started to experience what that can feel like. And, um, and this time of year, the fall season, the busy season for a lot of people is, um, is often when that starts to creep up. Yeah. Well, I feel like, especially as photographers, we love to serve and provide for other people, which is so beautiful. A lot of the photographers that I meet are, um, just so invested and so involved and want to show up as our best selves, which is so beautiful. But at the same time, a lot of times we end up putting ourselves second. Um, and then also forgetting that not only do we have ourselves, but we have our family, our friends. Some of us have our own families that we're also, you know, kind of managing. And so burnout really, it's its so difficult because it's inevitable. It's like an inevitable part of our journey. It's something that we're going to experience. But it's also something that I feel like we experience a lot of guilt and shame around mm-hmm. when we feel like we're in seasons because we can't show up as that best version of ourselves, which is what we're always striving for. And so it's one of my favorite things to talk about with other, especially photographers, with other business owners, because really just kind of figuring out, okay, what are some things that we can do to help prevent that so that we, we don't feel as much of the guilt and shame as we normally would? And then also, what are some things that we can do to proactively, you know, kind of work past it? Mm Because it's inevitable. No matter how proactive we are going to be, we're still going to experience it to some extent. So then what are some things that we can focus on to kind of help pull us out of that season of burnout? So happy to kind of dive into that uh, a little bit, if that's okay with you. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you're talking about the fact that to a certain degree, burnout and those feelings and everything else is inevitable. I feel like sometimes when we when we make something out to be like, this is the thing you want to avoid, this is bad. When we do find ourselves in that situation, it compounds those feelings of guilt and shame and like, oh, I shouldn't even talk about this because if other people realize that I'm in this season, they're going to, you know, they're going to feel like something is wrong. Like by shedding light on the fact that it is kind of part of the cyclic 
cyclical nature of even just creativity, but certainly when you're when you're adding the business framework to your creative um, outlet, then you know it is just part of the job, really. That at some yeah. point you're going to be hyper, you're going to feel hyper creative and motivated and inspired, and then there's going to be the opposite of that. Like what goes up must come down. Yeah. Well, and especially I, I kind of think of burnout as showing up in two different ways. There's the type of burnout that I think we're most familiar with where we're coming off of a busy season. We knew, okay, I have a lot of client work. I, I'm going to have late nights. I'm going to have times where I'm going to have to like put my business first and put things aside. There's that type of burnout where it's like we can kind of expect it. We can kind of know that it's coming. We can do some things to manage it. But then there's another type of burnout, which I've also experienced in my business where it's a lot more sneaky and we don't realize it's there because it comes from continuing to do something that maybe isn't as aligned with what we want to be doing, but we just haven't taken the time to do the inner work to figure that out. So for example, there's the busy season, like I said, where you know that it's coming, but then there's also the, let's say you've been in business for 10, 12 years, and this is what you've been doing. This is what is your income. This is like what you have enjoyed. And so you're continuing to be just as booked up as you used to be, but you're finding it harder to work on sessions. You're having less motivation to do things. And now all of a sudden you're guilty because you're like, I haven't even been, it's not a busy season. I don't feel overworked. Where is this coming from? Why do I not feel the same? And so it's like, it's, it's burnout, but it's not quite in the same way. It's the burnout from the, maybe what you're doing isn't aligned with kind of the things that you want to be doing anymore. And so it gets really tricky trying to figure out like where it's stemming from. Amen to all of that. Um, I feel like, and I preach this far and wide, but that alignment piece is so important. But what's tricky and sneaky about it is that your alignment, your preferences and um, and sort of the things that light you up, those will shift over time as inevitably as anything else shifts in our lives and our businesses. And so if we uh, assume that that's always going to be static, that, you know, let's say photographing weddings, when you first start, you're so excited about it and you're so lit up every time that you're talking to a couple and um, and this is just, you know, it's like what you're living for. And then some period of time down the road, you start to have that feeling of like, oh gosh, I have a client meeting tomorrow. Oh, this weekend is this big wedding. And it's it's not, you know, of course you can show up and do the work like you, you're a professional. But over time, if that's happening again and again, yeah, that's like this red flag that at some point, if you are smart, you listen to that before it becomes like a full meltdown situation. Yeah. And it gets tricky, I think, especially with photographers, especially if you're in the wedding industry, because you're booking out so far in advance. And so if you've started to feel that little bit and you already know, I have an entire season ahead of me, right? It's like being able to proactively think about that. But yeah, it does. It it is really tricky because it's, it's being able to detach yourself then from, again, those feelings of guilt and shame when this is all that you've known, when this is like your, your clients love you, you're getting great feedback, you feel this, you're, you're torn essentially between I know that I'm good at this. I know that I provide great value. I know that like I continue doing this, but at the same time, there's something in me that says like this, 
I maybe this isn't it anymore. And that's such a that's such a hard place to be in because it really does take that like sitting with ourselves and like figuring out like, is this is this really what I want to be doing? And can I detach myself from, you know, those statements that say, well, but you know, you've worked so hard for this, you just invested in this new training, you just invested in this new thing and this this pull that we feel to just keep doing it because it's all we've known. But then being able to be like, no, like, <laughs> I'm going to detach myself from that and let myself kind of move on to something different if I feel like it's that right time. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's really scary, especially since we don't have a guaranteed salary or anything yeah. else. I mean, to to walk away, let's keep it in the wedding industry. Somebody calls up and says, I'm going to pay you $3,000, $5,000, like whatever the case is for you to say, actually, no, I am going to send you to this other photographer and I'm going to focus on the things that I think. I mean, that is, it's brave like that. It requires yeah. a certain amount of bravery and it also requires a certain amount of planning if you're being, you know, um, mm-hmm. if most of us are relying on our income, like we can't just shut the door, be go cold turkey, so to speak, without some sort of um, plan in place. So I'm excited to to dive into some of your strategies for like identifying these markers and what to do about them. Yeah. So I think the most common, and if you've ever experienced burnout listening to this, these will feel very like relatable. But a lot of the ways kind of to know that you've reached burnout, a lot of times it's when you're just feeling that drain of your creativity. Like we talked about that like dread about doing things deep down that maybe at one time you were really excited about doing. Um, just the general feeling of like feeling unmotivated. Also that that feeling, and this one's tricky because I feel like we experience this in all seasons, but it's really strong when we're feeling burnout is that comparisonitis mm-hmm. that like we feel it, I think, on a normal basis, but it becomes really strong when we start to feel burnout because now especially we're feeling unmotivated, unmotivated, we're maybe not doing, putting air quotes, as much as we could be doing because that's very subjective. Sure. You do just as much as you want. But like we feel guilty around that. And so we start looking at other people and kind of feeling that parasitis and like we're not, you know, doing enough in our business. But I think that when you can recognize that you're in a season of burnout, the first thing I always talk with with my clients, with any other business owners, is we have to learn to accept that this is a part of the season, exactly what we talked about earlier. Um, just because other people aren't posting about it doesn't mean they're not going through it. Giving yourself some love that like this is this is going to be a part of your journey and that there's nothing wrong with you for going through it. Um, and then also finding out your triggers because it could be different for, for different people, but you know, finding out what are those things that really start to trigger those feelings of doubt or, you know, I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not showing up enough. Maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's social media, maybe it's some groups that you're a part of. Like maybe you just need some space, like figuring out what those triggers are and giving yourself some room to be able to process it. And then finding someone that you can really talk to that will like get it and like help you through it. Because as as helpful and as much as I love like our friends that maybe aren't business owners or people that you can talk to, it's it is really tough when you're trying to express all of these feelings and what you're going through. And someone's like, oh, it's okay. You're working so hard. You're doing so great. It's like, uh, but like there's a little bit more to it than that. Right. So uh, and maybe it's just one person. Maybe it's someone that you can really um, be vulnerable with and have that shared vulnerability with the other person. But yeah, and just and then I have some tips. We we can go into that in a minute for just like kind of how to bounce back from that. But I think those are the kind of the initial things of like if you're in that season, make sure that you are giving yourself these resources because it's. I, I talk about like 
like bouncing back from burnout. There almost is no like bouncing back right. in a sense. It's really like letting ourselves process it. Yeah. It's, um, it's the old going on a bear hunt. Like you gotta yeah. go through it. <laughs> um, as much as we'd all love to just like jump over the burnout, like it is, it's part of the, part of the process. So I love that you're talking about sort of recognizing it, not, uh, shaming it, you know, not trying to squelch it immediately. And then, um, and then starting that processing process by, you know, reaching out to your support network or your person um, that, you know, with whom you can kind of dive into some of these issues that are, if not unique to photographers, certainly, you know, it's, uh, it's specific to being a business owner and being a creative business owner. Yeah, definitely. And I think like, if you're looking for kind of ways, some of the things that I that I love to do, um, the first and foremost, I think is really important is like releasing yourself of your current timelines and deadlines because whatever you were doing before is likely not working anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times we feel like when we experience this burnout, those feelings of, oh, now I'm more behind. I had all of these things I wanted to do and now I just keep adding to my to-do list. Like maybe don't delete your entire to-do list, but like make another list that's like, okay, these are the things that are actually important to me right now. These are my values, my priorities. A lot of times we experience burnout because we're so focused on our business and everything else got put to the side and we feel a lot of guilt and shame around that. So figure out what are your personal priorities? Have you been honoring those? And just rid yourself of those deadlines and start fresh. Like don't feel that need to catch up because that's just going to complete. I mean, the cycle will just continue. Like you might be able to do it for a little while, but like it's not sustainable for the long run. Can I jump in and ask a question? Because I feel like that's one of those things that's, I totally agree with you. And it's, um, and it's sort of easy to say that in the theoretical sense, but in terms of if you're, for instance, toward the end of busy season and you still have a lot of client deliverables Mm -hmm. and you're feeling this, where do you find the right balance or do you have any tips for finding the right balance between like, well, you do run a business, you have taken somebody's money, you need to deliver Mm -hmm. on the things that you've told them you're going to deliver Mm -hmm. versus kind of giving yourself that space and that, um, that breathing room that I think is vital. Like where do you find that balance? Yeah. So some of it, I think, does take a little bit of proactive work. Um, there, I think there are some things that you can do in the moment if maybe you weren't as proactive as you would have liked to have been. But I think on the proactive side, if you're feeling that, like thinking ahead, then, okay, let's get really honest about like, how much am I doing on my own? Mm-hmm. Like, am I the person that is like, obviously, we're doing all the marketing, we're like having the client calls, we're doing all of that. But then am, am I also calling? Am I also editing? Am I also like, how much am I doing of all of this? And like, is is that sustainable or does this need to change? I understand it can be hard in the moment to like find someone to take over those responsibilities immediately. Mm-hmm. I actually did that this season though. Um, I found an editor and I was like, I am going to trust that this person is going to be good. And thankfully it worked out, but I also know that that's not the case. But I think that there are ways that we can in the moment kind of have someone help us. I also think getting really honest about what are my expectations that I give to my clients? Because a lot of the time when I talk to other photographers, part of their selling process is they, in their contract, all this stuff is like, you'll have your photos in four weeks. And as much as I love the intention of that, like give yourself some breathing room. Mm -hmm. Like that is not giving you any time in a busy season to like accommodate for any life stuff that comes up or anything like that. So, um, which there's a whole nother conversation about that, but like not having that be part of your thing that is like your sales, but instead just like, you know, under promise, like tell, yeah, yeah, under promise over deliver. Tell them it's going to be 
be six to eight weeks and then deliver in four and you're going to be thrilled. Right. So, um, but yeah, just getting really honest with that. And if you're like, you know what, I'm, there is way too much happening right now. Like I need a little bit of breathing room. Be honest. You don't have to be totally honest with your clients. Like I'm not expecting you to write an email to them to tell them everything you're experiencing and going through. But I think being proactive is going to go a long way in that sense, rather than waiting, you know, it's two weeks after when you said you would deliver the photos, they still haven't heard from you. And now you're feeling more and more pressure build up, like figure out kind of writing that email that allows for that space that you need while still honoring and delivering for them, right? Like how can you still make this a win for them? What can you provide for them that maybe won't be a time thing? Like maybe it's offering a print, maybe it's you know, whatever it is, but like giving yourself that proactive space yep. so that you're not just feeling the pressure build and build. Amen. Um, the, I always think of this as like, cause once upon a time when I was in college, I was a waiter and, um, and it's like, you're slammed. You have a whole bunch of tables and uh, then, you know, you get a new table and you're like, oh gosh, your instinct is to ignore that table. And you, until you can go over and do the thing that you want to do, which is like, mm-hmm. welcome them and get their drink order and all that other stuff. But the smart thing to do is to swing by as soon as they sit down and say, Hey, you know, it's so great that you're here. I'm, I am running a minute behind, but give me a second. I like basically telling them, I see you. I know you're here and I'm going to be right back. And then ideally to your point, like call your manager and be like, can you go over and get their drink order? Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. So like acknowledge, uh, communicate and then, um, and then outsource if at all possible. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, communicate, like communication is hard in general as sure. humans, as people like it. And uh, for anyone like me, I'm an Enneagram nine. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I will avoid conflict like the plague. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like the thought of upsetting someone is like enough for me to not want to have a conversation. But being a business owner, I've realized that right. like there are some things that I've had to build outside of that because people want to feel seen and heard and mm-hmm. taken care of. And so like, kind of realizing that this is a lot less about me and my uncomfortability around this and like a lot more about making sure that the deal taken care of. Amazing. Good. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like I took you on this whole side. No, that's I'm okay. actually not sorry though, because it was really good. Those were, I, a lot of people are like, you know, give yourself time and space. And I'm like, yeah, but what's the practical but like, there? But like, yeah, exactly. So, like, so yeah. thank you for, for doing that. Okay. Back as you were to um, managing this season. Yeah. I mean, I think that was kind of everything that I wanted to cover as far as like making sure, you know, if again, if you're in that season, you're like, Chris, I've already experienced burnout, like give yourself that space, like let's kind of rethink our goals, our timelines, but thinking proactively into the future, like if this is something that we're trying to avoid, like really coming back to our mindset. I know people talk about it all the time, but like the things that we say to ourselves, the way that we treat ourselves, like the, you know, how we are to ourselves is really important. And so making sure that we're not always putting ourselves on the back burner and like, putting our needs and our family's needs and our personal priorities, like making sure that those things are in check as much as they can be. There will be days when maybe like it's not quite as balanced as we want, but like we're creating space and time to at least like be able to acknowledge them on a regular basis. Um, And just being really intentional, I think about the things that you're consuming, what you're listening to. I know, for example, this can be kind of a small one, but for me, I spent, if I was listening to an audiobook or a podcast, it was going to be business building. And as great as my intentions were, it just added to my to-do list. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to do this sales thing. I need to do this marketing thing. I need to do this. And it just like heightened these feelings of things I need to do and just like heightened and extended my periods of burnout. So hang on guys. I have a quick message for you. 
Did you know that This Can't Be That Hard isn't the only podcast I host? Each month, my marketing director, Dana, and I team up to bring you a fresh injection of marketing ideas and inspiration on our other podcast called The Consistency Club. The podcast is free and available to any photographer looking to uplevel their marketing game, or you can take it one step further and join The Consistency Club, where you get the extended version of the podcast along with monthly email and social media templates, bonus trainings, and special access to the live marketing events we host twice a year. If you're interested in tuning in, you can search for and subscribe to The Consistency Club wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to join us in the membership, you can visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to sign up. I'm just getting really intentional about like, you know, again, like how am I spending my time? What am I consuming? Do Is it really helping to build me up or is it making me feel more behind on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis? That's so good. I uh, totally do that uh, where when I'm <laughs> We're all in, guilty of that. yeah, but I have learned same lesson. Like when I'm in my busy, busy season, it's all fiction in my ears all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like listening to novels or like story time podcasts, like have nothing thing to do with business. And I, I kind of look forward to or have come to know that it, it'll come back around where as things yeah. start to get slow, I start to lose interest in the just sort of, you know, fiction novels, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then I start being like, Oh, that business book that I wanted to read or that, you know, podcast that I have always loved, I'll go back to those things, because it's like my brain is not only ready yeah. for it, but craving it like I get excited about yeah. it again. Yeah. I love that. That's a great practice. Yeah. Nice. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the the kind of counterpoint to this that um, that I was most excited to chat with you about, which is this practice of creative visualization. So give us a little bit of background on what that is. Yeah. So it's really interesting because my experience with creative visualization started before I actually knew what creative visualization was. Um, it came from kind of a point in my life where I was not necessarily doing doing like had the job that I wanted or like, you know, was kind of in the space that I really wanted to be. And so out of this place of, I don't want to say complete desperation, but I just was like, I something has to change, something has to be different. And so I kind of stumbled upon these practices and these things, which led to some really big changes and some really amazing things that happened to my life. But then, you know, in hindsight, now look back, as I've learned more about creative visualization and what it is, I realized like, oh, like that's, I was doing that kind of in practice without even really realizing it. But um, but yeah, it's really not to get too woo. I don't know, you know, if you're listening, you can get a little woo. I, I like to be like tactical, tangible and a little bit of woo on the side. But um, but it really is getting into this practice of just visualizing the things that you want. And that sounds really easy. Um, but in practice, it's, it takes a lot of intentionality. It takes a lot of mindset work. It takes a lot of like showing up for yourself. Um, and yeah, the, the science behind it, when I like Googled it to learn more about what it was, is it's the same thing as building any sort of muscle, whether you're going to the gym and trying to build muscles or you're like working on new habits and mindset practices. It's really just this idea that our our brain um, obviously has all of these neural pathways. And the more that we practice certain things, the stronger those pathways get. And so it's this idea of neuroplasticity. And so when we take the time to practice things like creative visualization and like really intentionally seeing our goals and things that we want to accomplish, we start to strengthen those muscles to actually 
actually see opportunities and see things differently, like our perspective starts to change around things. Um, but it's not as easy as just being like, oh, I want this. I'm going to write it in my journal once and then that's it. It's like it really does take kind of a practice of showing up. And I'm happy to talk through that a little bit more. Kind of yeah, I'd like. love to I'd love to get the the quick and dirty on what that yeah. looks like in practice. Yeah. So I the I think the best way to describe it, I'll just like talk through kind of my experience of of what kind of I did a few years ago. So essentially, um, it's this idea of having right like the mindset like mix with the actual strategy because with anything like just wanting something is not necessarily going to be enough. It's great to want it, but then you also obviously have to put in the practices of things to actually help get you there. So for me at the time, I was living in Florida, not really happy with my job. I was doing photography, but it was like I just I knew I wanted something different. I knew I wanted to move to California. I had been wanting it for two years. Like I had been trying to save up, trying to figure out ways that I would get to move there. Nothing ever happened. And finally, one day I was like, nothing has changed. Like I have to do something different. And so I really went all in on that visualization. I really went all in and accepting that this isn't just something that I want to happen. This is something that is going to happen. Like this is this is a part of my journey. Like I'm just going to call it out. It's a thing. It's happening and it is what it is. And so I did. I started journaling about it. I started writing about it in a way, you know, you hear people talk about like instead of saying if this happens, but like when this happens or this just happened Mm -hmm. and kind of like calling it out in that sense. But then taking it that step further, because I think that's where people kind of stop is it's like, you know, journaling and talking about it. But then it's like really putting that into practice in your day to day life. So for me, what that looked like was like every lunch break. This is like so embarrassing to me, but it's like every (laughs) lunch break, I would do these weird things like watch house hunters in California and like watch people pick out houses and like see what that looked like or like Google map cities that I wanted to live in. And like literally it's a little yellow man like walking down the street like, oh, there's this restaurant, there's this shop and like letting myself explore like, oh, this is where I'm going to live. This is I like Googled apartment complexes. I was like half filling out applications. I had like nothing happening, but it started to put me in that space of like, this is happening. It's moving like this is a thing. Um, I would take my dogs to the dog park and people, you know, randomly just like, oh, who are you? What do you do? And I would tell them like, oh, I'm a photographer. I'm moving to California. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like, when are you moving? I'm like, oh, in the next couple months. I mean, but I was like kind of deliriously happily sharing it with like everyone and anyone that I could meet. Not so much with my family and like people who like I, you know, I think there's a balance of like there are people that know you really well mm-hmm. that I, I planted the seed of like, this is what we're working for. This is what we're doing. Understanding that they would have a lot of questions, but it's like, yeah, anyone you meet, any like your thoughts, your time, what you're doing, go all in on that goal and like really imagine it happening. And obviously, of course, there's the tactical side of that, right? Like I started applying for jobs. Every night I'd come home, I would like look at jobs in California. I was like actively writing resumes and writing cover letters and like having conversations with people and, you know, like all of these actual tactical things that needed to happen. Um, But I had wanted that goal for two years. In January, I made the decision that I wanted it to actually like happen. And in April, um, I had a company. It was a camera company based out of California. Uh, I had a great call with the recruiter. They flew me out for an interview. And within like three weeks, I had the offer like a moving stipend and was like slated to start in June. And it was just this moment of the only thing that changed was like the way that I talked about 
about it and the way that I thought about it and like everything that I kind of let myself believe about my story and what that meant for me. And it was really incredible. And I love talking about it with people because I think that the power of our mindset really is so strong in what we want, but it's so hard. It it can be so hard to change that of like really believing that like this thing that you want like is capable. It's just we have to truly like believe it. Yeah. Oh, your story gave me chills. I love this. So, so, and I, I know that we're short on time, so we're just going to have to right now plan for having another conversation in the future, but to kind of tie these two things together for all these people who are listening, who are like, oh, I am drowning in work or whatever. And they're feeling that burnout. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about how creative visualization and that practice, even just injecting 10 intentional minutes per day into your like busy schedule can help you kind of make a plan for as you work through this season and as you kind of get through this path, how it's going to change how you show up and maybe Mm -hmm. start to plant the seeds for what's going to um, come out on the other side. Because that's the other side of burnout that I don't think that people really recognize, which is that if you harness the power of burnout, if you look at, if you're willing to kind of lean into, you know, what is my brain telling me? What is this um, experience teaching me? Then on the other side, you can like, it can be anything from small shifts to like revolutions inside your business that really are like, oh, wow, that was the turning point. Yeah, I think one of the best things that I that I love to recommend and that I love to do myself is when I feel like I'm in that season and something needs to shift, but I don't know what it is. Take the like you said, take those 10 minutes and journal out like, what are the things that I'm doing in my business? And how do they make me feel remove everything else from it? Like, how do I feel when I show up to certain things? How do I feel planning for certain things? Like what joy do I feel out of them and get really honest and super non-judgmental about what comes out? Like don't write down the things that you should say, write down the things that you actually feel. And when you can start to recognize, oh, these things actually do bring me a lot of joy. So I'm going to, I'm going to start doing these a little bit more. But then, like you said, every day, just getting intentional about like, how are you going to show up for yourself in those ways? Like, how can you honor those things that bring you joy? How can you honor you know, yourself in this season. Um, because there are, it, it doesn't take a lot of work to start to shift your mindset, but it does take those intentional minutes, like every single day of like, how am I going to show up? How can I honor myself and like the season that I'm in? Um, and what are my goals? And like kind of doing that gut check, like, here's my goal. Do I actually believe that I'm capable of doing this? If not, like, how can we change that? Like how, what is it that, you know, does the goal need to change or do we just need to change the way that we think about it, like of what's actually possible. And I don't think we take a lot of time to do that on a regular basis. I think we just look at our goals and like our reality kicks in of like what's possible and what's not possible. So just start like letting yourself explore and get a little bit more creative around that. I love it. We are creative people. Use your imagination. Like what yeah. is, <laughs> imagine yourself this time next year and, um, or this time three months from now and what loving your business would mean. How would that mm-hmm. how would that look even if it seems like you know every outside message you've ever gotten is like that's not possible like right. people run their photography businesses all kinds of different ways and you know depending on um how they've set themselves up some you know those things can 
and many, many things can be very successful. So, oh, that's so good. Krista, this has been fantastic. I wish that, uh, I wish that we could continue on, but we'll put a pause on this for now and, uh, and we'll come back to it later. I know everybody's going to love this. So speaking of which, let, um, let our listeners know where they can find you. Let's first start with your podcast and, um, and then everything else. Yeah. So yeah, you can find me on my podcast. It's called She Calls Her Shots. And every week we're kind of doing similar like business building tips, mindset things, things like that. Um, and I do also have, um, I do have a free workshop if that's okay. Sure. Um, if anyone is interested in joining, um, you can find that at shecallshershots.com slash profit plan. But we're really kind of diving into like the whole strategies around like how we can start to think about and implement a profit strategy in our business. But we cover mindset, like money mindset, financial strategies that we think about business strategies. So like really kind of this holistic approach of how we can start to think about our business in a way where we're actually going to be creating more profit. So I'd love to have you join me for that. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have you listening to the podcast. That's going to be one of the best ways you can find me each week. And I'm on Instagram, Krista Marie Photography. So feed it connect there as well. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, good. Well, Krista, thank you again. And, uh, and I will very much plan on talking to you again soon. Yes. Thank you so much, Annamie. Have a great day. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.